Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello? Yo, Eli. Yo. Yo, yo. This is the Iron Rap. G Moody, Mike Rap. G Moody and Mike Rap together forever, forever together run DMC <laughs> and we're tougher than leather. Um, we're, we're, uh, we're together in LA. This is a cold opening of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We are calling Eli Lake first and foremost before we start any shit talking because we need to be informed. The people have been asking for you, Eli Lake. Yep. In, it's, we're in a crisis right now. Break it down. Well, the president fired the FBI director. Comey, right? After the FBI director confirmed at a public hearing that he was investigating the Trump campaign for its ties to Russia. Off the bat, that's kind of like we haven't been there before, and it raises a lot of questions, although it's constitutional. Then he has the next day the Russian foreign minister in the Oval Office. Hmm. In that meeting, he allegedly shared very sensitive intelligence about ISIS and threats to airlines with laptop bombs. That's Russia, the country that the FBI was investigating, and he just fired the FBI director. And then, just now, breaking, Comey kept sort of an official diary, and one of his memos of conversation with Trump said that Trump asked him to basically stop investigating Mike Flynn the national security advisor who resigned after three weeks on the job. And that would be, if that's true, that would be like obstruction of justice. And we could be in a situation, although politically the votes are probably not there yet for impeachment. Just tonight at this dinner that I was at, John McCain basically said that there needed to be a special prosecutor and a special committee to look into it. And he's a Republican and we might see more Republicans kind of going in that direction. And the president's in a lot of trouble. Mm. All right. For my first question is just because he fired James. So James Comey was heading up an investigation on Trump, correct? Correct. That he fired Trump. Well, not on Trump, but on Trump's campaign that could lead to Trump. It's important to make that distinction. Okay, he was fired by Trump. Sorry. Now, the, the, the investigation just dies. Well, the investigation has not died. In fact, that's the other thing is that the, that the acting FBI director testified the next day and said not only did the, did the investigation go on, but they were adequately resourced and they would continue their work. 
And I think it's, I'm, we're not sure yet what happened in terms of why he did it. I think the simplest explanation is that the president is out of control and acts recklessly and impulsively, and it has real-life consequences, and it's causing a political crisis right now in the country. And we got to start thinking this through, and I'm starting to just deal with it. But keep in mind, there are like 40, 40 million Americans who love Donald Trump. And if there was an impeachment, they're going to go bananas. Mm. At the same time, he's making some really serious mistakes. If everything that's being reported here is true, that he, he potentially blew in a source that the Israelis had inside of ISIS. That's the kind of like national security shit that he was saying Hillary was doing during the election. Remember, he was talking about the email system, everything like that. So it's a tough moment right now. And you're starting to see McCain, you know, has always been kind of furthest out, but you're starting to see some Republicans beginning to distance themselves from the president in a way they hadn't before. Uh, you know, other Republicans called it a downward spiral. Um, you know, so we're starting to see some potential movements. And if Trump doesn't write the ship, I don't know if he serves out his term. I, I, I sincerely uh, uh, predict that he will not last four years for one reason or another. I, I don't think that, that anybody... And I don't think that uh, collectively uh, the, the, the country can, can keep this up. It's so combustible. It's so um, – there's such division. There's such tension. No matter – regardless of what side you're on, right, wrong, you love Trump, you don't love Trump, you're a snowflake, you're a libtard, whatever the fuck you are, <laughs> you could feel it. You could feel it. This guy hasn't even been president for four months. There's no way this can sustain – Going on like this for, for for four years, it just can't. So, something's going to give, and 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 if they do impeach him, we are going to see the first white on white American riots. <laughs> Absolutely. Who is the white celebrity that you put out to calm those? If there is such a thing, like is it is it Peyton Manning? Nah, you need to put out. Uh, Pey- Peyton could calm some people down, but you need a legion. You need Peyton. You might need to uh, get DiCaprio. Um, Clint Eastwood. Is DiCaprio though? Is he? Does he have that sway? I'm talking about the people who'd be riding for Trump. I mean, be like a Brad Paisley, maybe. You, you know, we're gonna need more firepower. You know, you're gonna need guys that might not agree with Trump to to, to calm right. everybody down because you could get like DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. You're gonna need like Clooney, Clint Eastwood. Um, no. You, you, what do you think, Moody? Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. He he. <laughs> He could stop the white on white the white on white crime. Yeah. Yo, what are people saying in Washington? You know, you're you're in Washington, you're in DC. I mean, it's head spinning. Just a little mini part of this, and this is from last week, but just wrap your head around this. First of all, the people who are supposed to spin the press, the communications team, didn't know the president was gonna fire the director of the FBI until an hour before he did it. The strategy that they came up with originally was, well, the president, you know, he was just going about his business, and the deputy attorney general wrote a memo giving all these reasons to fire Comey, and the president agreed, and there it is. You know, nothing to see here. And then normally it takes like a week, and people write, you know, sources tell me that the president's been doing this for three months or whatever it is, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. But he just goes on, he goes on NBC with Lester Holt the next day to say, yeah, I was going to fire him the whole time. I didn't like the Russia thing. I mean, it's crazy. Mm. So that's like, Damn. you know what I mean? Like, that's not even, that raises questions not so much about his malevolence as his incompetence. Yo, man. I, My I, phrase for this is that stupid Trump's sinister. Wow. Well, one question. What will constitute impeachment proceedings? But we have to be really careful here on impeachment. And I want to just say that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not advocating impeachment because we have to understand that's a drastic step that will divide us and it could unleash all kinds of terrible things. I agree. And I'm of the view that the Russians interfered in the election primarily to sow discord and chaos to delegitimize our institutions like the FBI and the Justice Department, which has lasting effects and weakens us as a nation. And we have to be very wary of that. And we also have to be wary of the fact that it can also be true that the institutions that Donald Trump is fighting against have a long history of abuse of power. 
such as the FBI, mm. or for that matter, the intelligence community. So you have to be aware of that too. And that's why it's like, ideally what you want is you want something where like either Trump voluntarily resigns and says, I got to go. And he's sort of convinced that you got to let a more competent person run the country, or he quickly learns how to be president in a somewhat competent way so that he doesn't, you know, blow these sources when he's in conversations with the Russians. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, man. I know yeah, what you I know. mean. I'm looking at it. We're like, we got to be real, right? We got to be real. We're like, all right, four months in, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. <laughs> no, I, I've had fantasies about him sort of, you know, sort of having a come to Jesus moment. And getting it together, right. I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. I think there's too much duress. Even if even if you, you wanted it to happen, even if I was like, I want it to happen. And I do want it to happen. Because you don't want him to fail just, just to, you know, like it's not a thumb wrestling contest. You don't want him to fail just to fail. At the end of the day, he was voted in. We got to try to make the best of it, like Dave, like Dave Chappelle said. And now he regrets saying we got to give him a chance. But, but we, we, we've tried it. And, and I mean, I'm no history buff. But four months of this shit, and, and it just, it just, the, 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 the levees are going to break, man. The levees are no, going I, to break. No, you just I can't sustain it. It's too much, and he's out of shape, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a probationary I mean, I period. Know, like, you know, anyway, I, I, I certainly don't, I want him to not die. I'm just making that very clear. But I'm just saying that you're, it's correct, it's, but it's, I feel like the stresses of this. Yeah. And you see these eruptions on Twitter and, you just, and it's, it's self-defeating in a lot of ways. And it doesn't seem to have, at times, rhyme or reason. Although there are things that I've pointed out before that he has done, which I think that you have to kind of credit him. But then you look at it through the lens of other things that he does, like the erratic way he fired the FBI director and undercut his entire staff within like 24 hours. And then he played that out. And then add to that, it's just like, it doesn't matter what, people say he just kind of like you know he creates his own reality sometimes too now now to back up because you know we 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 could all be considered snowflakes we don't like trump well liberal fuckheads and all this stuff no you're pro-trump you got pro-trump listeners on the iron rap no i know i know me so to be fair they recognize they think i'm going and i'm not pro-trump i'm not like i'm trying to just you know cover this and i actually have views but i'm trying to kind of like not necessarily fall for like one side hard or the other side hard. And I think that's how we also try to be and like always, you know, hear everything and, you know, everything else. But I want as just an American for the president to succeed and not make a bunch of mistakes. Like this first foreign trip is looking like, by the way, just keep this in mind. He's supposed to go to Saudi Arabia and deliver a speech on Islam. How's that going to go? Oh, man. Based on everything we know, he's, I mean, he could have it in the teleprompter. He's going to go off script probably, yeah. right? Absolutely. Well, what are things that he has done well? You, you said that you think some of the things he's done well. Like, what would be a couple of things that you could say that are good, that are good presidential okay, well, moves? Whatever you want to say about the Supreme Court nominee, he managed to finally get it through, even though the Democrats had, were well within their rights to try to totally obstruct that based on what the Republicans did with Merrick their uh, Obama's nominee in the last year. Um, the second thing is, I think it was important to send a message after the Syrians are gassing children and civilians, you know, after they had agreed to get rid of their chemical weapons using this terrible stuff from World War II called sarin, uh, to have some consequence for that. And he managed to do that without getting in a war with Russia. So I say that's something. It's better than Obama, who wouldn't address that when we had evidence that they were using chemical weapons. Mm. Um, so there's those two. <laughs> And what about what about the, the economy? How has the economy been in the last three and a half months since, since Can Trump? Can I give you a dirty secret? Anything on the economy right now is because of Obama. Because economic policies do not really take effect until a year or two later at the earliest. Okay. And decisions are made that affect things like down the line. And also, there are things that the government can do to stimulate, uh, you know, spending. And, you know, there's all kinds of things the government certainly do to affect the economy. But, you know... The, the market, it kind of is going to affect itself. And, you know, there's also limits to what the U.S. government can do. And so, like, I, I don't know, like, I, you can't really judge him yet on the economy. You can look at what his proposals are, and they would explode the deficit and the debt, which is a problem. But, you know, I'm saying okay, it's, it's the stuff that really matters is how the president reacts in real time to world crisis. 
Now, you could say that on North Korea, he might be doing better than expected because we thought that the North Koreans were going to test another nuclear device. Mm -hmm. And he's managed to publicly enlist China in an effort to pressure the North Koreans, which Obama was not really able to do. And so on that particular thing, he may have done well, but he may have screwed up. He has all, we know he's screwed up in a lot of other ways dealing with China because, you know, all of our allies are very concerned that, you know, Trump is going to totally reverse himself on, you know, issues of currency manipulation and other things like artificial islands in the South China Sea. That's fairly technical. But my point is it's complicated stuff, and the president makes those decisions in real time, and they have a real effect, whereas on the economy, it's planning, and it's sort of down the road. I got you. And he said he was going to send helicopters and, and tanks into the inner cities to stop the crime. Do you have any time okay, frame? That's right. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's choose your own adventure shit. Because that's not going to happen. There's a thing called pathicomitatus, which means that we can't send the military into our cities. Like, it's just, there's a, it's, so that's not really going to happen. Right. Now, what, what he might mean is that we're going to give more money to cities to have these you know, SWAT teams, which is sort of paramilitary. But who knows what he means? I think he just says things sometimes that have no coherence at all to reality right. or that would, facts. That would be really expensive if they could do that anyway. Right. I mean, I, I, he, we, it's all like political positioning for him anyway, right? I mean, he's just addressing what the – Trump, remember, Trump believes that he can get inner-city voters. Right. He thinks he can say, listen, these – and there is a half a point to this. These city governments that have been largely Democratic have failed you for like many, many years. Why don't you try something new? Right. That would make sense, except it's Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know. <laughs> now, now, have you heard about any potential follow-up meetings with Jim Brown, Kanye West, and Steve Harvey? Because remember, he met with those guys before he took office. He had uh, a bunch of different people. I haven't come heard meet anything him. specifically about that, but I thought that like there is an element here where I think that it's true that there is like the tr there, that Democrats did not give Trump any like honeymoon or any kind of legitimacy or anything like that. No, he started off with the opposition party, not even like real, like, you know, doing everything they can to sort of delegitimize them. Mm -hmm. And he's an egomaniac. He is a very vain and narcissistic person who takes that super personally. He's easily enraged. And I think that that's where has gotten him into so many, so many of these problems he has. Right. I mean, like there's these outbursts that don't a lot of times seem very strategic. Yeah. Um, what, what else should we be concerned about? What else is, is, is sort of, you know, looming and biting, uh, uh, Eli, like to inform it in, in basic terms, like what, what do we have to look forward to next week? What's going to be next week's, uh, uh, like problem, uh, or, or, or is it so unpredictable that like you can't even, you can't even make a take on that? Okay. At some point, James Comey, the FBI director, who we've been talking about on I am Rappaport for like a year now. Yep. He is going to testify as the ex-FBI director before Congress. Mm. And that shit is going to be the Super Bowl of Washington, D.C. congressional hearings. Wow. That's going to break records. People, it's going to, people, it's going to be like the Watergate hearings because mm. he's going to get out there. Obviously, the man of the story to tell. And this is part of the whole thing about what I was trying to convey about political competence. There's an old expression from Lyndon Baines Johnson, okay? He said, rather have him on the inside of the tent pissing out than on the outside of the tent pissing out. Mm. And James Comey is a powerful man. He was the head of the FBI, and he's going to piss all over this White House. <laughs> and it may, it's like, we, just to tell you, those hearings are going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it's going to be Get crazy. Get out the popcorn. Um, all right, Eli, so you got tweeted out by the, the president. Mm -hmm. You got haters on, twi on Twitter. You got haters on social media. They, they, they try all to shit sides. on you. They, all sides. From, yeah. from the alt-right to the alt-left. Good. And Good. I got He's arrived. You've arrived. You've arrived. Yo, Eli, fuck that. Keep doing your thing. Keep pushing the envelope. Keep trying to, you know, explain things. Keep doing your writing. Keep doing your thing. That, that's what happens. People are jealous. They're haters. And you yeah. know what? In this, in this day and age, we talk about it all the time. We're going to talk about it later on in this podcast. In this day, you can never satisfy everybody. If you satisfy everybody and everybody likes you, I believe you're doing something wrong. And in this day and oh, age, it, it's impossible to have everybody like you. Whether you're Steph Curry or LeBron James, Derek Jeter or A-Rod, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Obama, it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody's going to have everybody liking them, especially when you're doing your job. Yep. You know what I mean? And especially, you know, in, in this climate. So when these people try to come at you and shit on you, fuck them. Just keep it moving. Like even me. Oh, we're keeping it moving. Yeah. By the way, I thought of you on one thing. 
and I think the I am Rappaport will appreciate this. You know, I feel like Biggie kind of predicted Trump mm. on his verse on Mo Money, Mo Problems when he says federal agents mad because I'm flagrant. Mm. That's Trump right now. Mm. Tap the cell yeah. of the phone in the basement. Yep. Trump yeah. is like <laughs> Biggie true. in that song. He's like, no info for the FBI. Like, that's, that's him. Yep. That's Trump. You're right. Yeah. Did you, do you got to put you know that out I there. Just, I just thought that was like an I am rap for it. You know, thought of them. Like, yeah, that's, that's like how I'd sum it up. I, I, think, I think you're right on that. Um, well, we need to come to D.C. You know, we just came off tour. Oh, we, we got to do that. By the way, I love that Seattle with Rain Man. That was great. With Sean Kemp, right? Oh, so good. Yeah, the, the crowds were great up there. But we, we want to come to, D, to D.C. and do a, a... It's so funny because it's like, I was a Sixers fan. You're obviously a Knicks fan, even though I know that the Knicks right now, you're like disowning them. But we like the same kind of players. I think the Iron Rapper for like the same kind of players. Like, cause I was always a fan of Latrell, Sean Kemp, obviously Iverson. True basketball fans are attracted to the same kinds of, like, alien-type players. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Did, did you hear about the great Moses Malone uh, Jr.? Oh, uh, yeah. His son, he, he, he's accusing James Harden of potentially, and this is all accusations, of potentially getting him set up to get robbed or some shit like that. I mean, if, No if, way. If, yeah, if, if that's true, that's, that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be crazy. Big news. Big, big, big news. I'm not, I don't know That's all the scandal. details of it. It could be nothing. It could be some Twitter beef. It could be some Instagram, you know. So uh, can, some, wait, can some, I just ask you guys on NBA, is James Harden's legacy now somewhat diminished? Completely. Yeah, to me, yeah. Absolutely. Completely. He was such a beast this season, though. Something happened. I mean, he killed people with that, like, cross and that, like, Quarter three, you know what I'm saying? He did it all. My my uh, premonition is that Delonte West got at somebody in his family, uh, the same way that the, <laughs> the, 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 the Delonte got at LeBron's uh, mom and and caused uh, LeBron all that all, all that strife. I feel like Delonte uh, uh, might have gotten at his family or something like that. I feel like it was some sort of secret, and the rumors are going to be going around. I don't think he threw the game, but I think something happened uh, because you don't just sort of cave like that from the beginning of the game. Like, it's not like he shot poorly and he was like, you know, two for 17. He didn't and Kawhi shoot. was out. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't shoot for the That's first. Un- it's inexplicable. It looked yeah. fishy. It looked fishy. Um, yeah. But this is a cold opening with Eli Lake. Um, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to, to break things down. Yes. We, we, we need to have you uh, and your information. You're the unofficial, official political correspondent of the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. A lot of people were asking for you, so I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you you found the time to, to be on the I show. I love doing it. And we'll, we'll see you soon, my man. All right, Eli. Peace. Thank you. All right. Peace. All right. That was the great Eli Lake, unofficial, official political correspondent of the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast show. And now we're getting ready to rock. I got a team in the basketball tournament, TBT. It's March Madness for pros. I got a squad. My squad's name is the Stickmen. Okay? I've been, I've been participating in this cup for the last few years. I love this tournament. My team's name is called the fucking Stickmen. I need your help. You might be saying, well, what's in it for me? When we win the TBT, the tournament this year, our top fans will split $200,000. 10% of the total prizes, okay? 10% of the total prizes will go to the fans. All right, how do you become a top fan of the Stickmen? Easy. Tell your friends, recruit them to vote. Every time you recruit someone and they vote, you get a point. The more points you get, the higher up in the rankings you go. We need your votes to win, to get in, all right? We need a buy. We're called the Stickmen. Here's what you have to do. Go to www.thetournament.com. Click on Teams at the top. Search for the Stickmen, the greatest team with the greatest name. Hit the big orange button that says Vote for This Team and fill out the form. And here's the big part. Click on Verify when you get the confirmation email, okay? Look it up. All right, go to www.thetournament.com. Click on Teams. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. 
This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Coming live and direct from Los Angeles, California. My name is Michael Rappaport. They call me the Gringo Man Dingo. I'm in here with uh, the 2015-2016 podcast co-host of the year. He goes by the name of G. Moody. Mm-hmm. Uh, last name rhymes with duty. No, no, no. Retraction. The crowd has told Joe as G. Monetti, always ready. Okay. So you're no longer... Retraction. Retraction. You're just going to keep saying that? Yes. All right. Uh, well, the crowd... Uh, the crowd... Uh, have, like, like President Trump says... The, the citizens have spoken. Uh, being that you won, you know, multiple podcast co-hosts of the year awards, I don't know why you're not comfortable having multiple. Nah, my aliases. man on Twitter said uh, that was some junior high school shit, and I concur. Okay, what about the black Ed McMahon? Oh, I like that. Okay, I like the white Arsenio Hall for myself. <laughs> um, as you know, people still call me Bird. Yeah, uh, Mister White Folk, uh, White Mike. Um, and so on and so on and uh, so on. Chalky, remember? Chalky, yes. Yes, that was a short-lived nickname. <laughs> uh, but this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We are back from the great North White, sorry, yeah. Northwest tour. Right. <laughs> uh, driving through Seattle. How'd you feel driving through Seattle? Uh, we drove through Seattle. Oh. Woo. Beautiful, uh, beautiful country, beautiful skylines, beautiful Blue skies. Great air. Fresh air. It would living, be nice. Li- living in New York and Los Angeles, you, you get used to breathing in shit air. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, it would have been nice to see a few more black people. Yeah. You know, so I could feel a little comfortable. But it was great. Let's, let's fucking say it. Seattle is a good, nice place. Yes. Nice people. Nice food. Cool city. We had great fish up there. Great sushi meal. We were in and out. Yep. Uh, we... Um, Explore different. Uh, uh, we we had a little quick in and out with the city. You know, it's a good time. Yeah, uh, crowd was fantastic. Crowd was fantastic at San Francisco, and of course, the crowd was fantastic in Vancouver. I'm sure you've heard the live shows from San Francisco and uh, beyond. Seattle with the great Sean Kemp, the Rain Man. Yeah, we're heading deep into the NBA playoffs. Uh, a couple of days ago, the Washington Wizards got knocked the fuck out. By the Boston Celtics, yeah, Game Seven, and, and and I was getting a lot of flack because I posted something on Twitter, something on Instagram, uh, screaming on John Wall after he made a big to do <laughs> after winning Game Six. He hit the the winning shot at the end of Game Six. It wasn't a last second winning shot. He hit like a a, a winning shot with four seconds to go, and then Boston got the ball back. And then uh, Boston missed their shot. Washington won the game. John Wall is great. He's emerged as as living up to all the potential he's had. But after the game, he's jumping on the, the scorer's board. This is my fucking house. It's making a big fucking to-do after essentially winning a game that kept him from getting eliminated. And you had a problem with that. I had a problem with that. Why? Because you're making a big deal over not getting eliminated from the playoffs. That's what your big deal was. Right. Instead of taking it as business as usual. Well, Kobe did the same thing. He jumped on the table. Well, I wasn't on Twitter at that point. <laughs> okay. Okay. When did he do the same thing? When they won the championship? Yes. Right. They okay. won the championship. Okay. Michael Jordan did it when they won. Other people have done it. And, and if I had been on Twitter when Antoine Walker did it and other people did it, it have been the same thing. Okay. The I Am Rapport Stereo podcast was offline at that point. And, and John Wall, in my opinion, he will regret jumping on that fucking table. He will take it as a learning experience. And mark my words, the next time John Wall plays great in a game six that doesn't win the series, he won't jump on a fucking table because he'll be like, it means nothing. And that's what I meant with my now infamous tweet slash Instagram post. Then I did him again later when I ILO'd him. Okay, people will say, oh, you're hating. If you did that, you would have celebrated. Uh, some other person said, well, G. Moody said if he made catches like uh, Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown, he'd run around the stadium and, and do all sorts of dances. And I get all that. Different sport. Football is when you, you're, you're fearing for your life. Every catch, your life is on the line. We're talking about basketball. We're talking about a series. You did nothing. Game six means nothing. 
Boston eliminated their ass in Game 7. And where was John Wall? Kelly Olenek outplayed him. John Wall was like 0 for 14 in Game 7. In the, in, in, in the fourth quarter. But he was very boisterous in Game 6. On the fucking scorers, boys. Yeah, yeah. Aiello had to tell him, like, get the fuck down. Get the fuck down! Skinny genification moment. Who cares about Game 6? Who cares about the regular season MVP? It means nothing. Yep. They still haven't given anybody the regular season MVP award. James Harden should be disqualified because it seems like he was point shaving. Yo, speak on that. Game 7, no, Game 6 of the San Antonio Houston series. Yes. The dude disappeared. I haven't seen a, a star player disappear like that since the Delonte West fiasco of LeBron's first tenure with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Shout out to Delonte West. Yeah. Hold your head. Yeah, hold your head, dude. Um, the rumors were that Delonte West, LeBron James' then teammate, slept with his mother, which would would, would push anybody to have a bad game. I, w- I wouldn't come out to the layup line if you fuck my mom. The fact that LeBron came out to the game and played that game, although not very well, is impressive in itself. Yes, James Harden completely disappeared in that game. Uh, Stephen A. Smith said he was calling for an investigation. Me too. Said he thought he was drugged. I thought so. It looked weird. He was just throwing passes away, things he'd never done in his whole career. That guy, they've never seen a shot he doesn't like. This was something wrong. Something real wrong. Yes. Mr. MVP. Yeah, he the beard. Be, he got to be disqualified for that. Yeah. But, but they needed that. you the most. The, the votes are already in. That's, that's the thing that's so stupid about this regular season MVP, which is going to be given out June 26th on the NBA Awards. Right. Makes no sense. NBA Awards. The NBA Awards hosted by Drake, where they'll be giving out the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year, uh, the Rookie of the Year, the Coach of the Year, and the Most Stylish Player of the Year. The Ringling Brothers Award. Yeah. The Ringling Brothers Award will be given out June 26th, um, and, 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 and those guys will have been eliminated and so forth and so on. I've talked about it many, many times. No one wants to listen. Adam Silver trying to help the NBA. Yeah. Okay? You're encouraging these guys to continue dressing up. Yeah. Okay? Like, I thought it was business casual. No, it's not business casual. It's, it's like Saint-Tropez chic, even <laughs> though it's the middle of the winter. And you're an NBA player. They crucified the great Allen Iverson. He's on a he's on a, a an NBA crucifixion from the '90s list. They crucified him, indemnified him. Is that yep. the right word? Yeah, that's it. Ran him through the ringer, and he was he yo he was rocking the do rags. This is in the '90s, so you people were wearing the the, ex, the extra large shit. He went through a whole thing, so dudes have to wear business casual. Yep. And it's gone from business casual to the YMCA catwalk. Yes. Yes. The lottery's happening. The Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, the Ball family, everybody's up in arms about who's going to get what pick, what part of the draft. Yep. LeVar Ball, a lot is riding on the ball. Yes. That whole brand is riding on that. Yes. If he's shipped to Siberia, what happens to the brand? Yeah. 300 pairs of sneakers have been sold. No one really knows. There's no, this is like a mom and pop organization. This guy's going to be a top five uh, pick. And it's like a mom and pop shoe company where you order the shoes and you get them six months later. <laughs> man, I wish you well, man. Yeah, I wish I you wish well I wish Lonzo Ball well. I hope he does well. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where he goes. Steph Curry has been playing possum during the NBA season. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's back. He's looking sprightly. And the talk of the Golden State Spurs series is Kawhi Leonard's injury, Jaja Pachulia uh, uh, being dirty or not, and Steph Curry looking like the back-to-back MVP. Yeah. He was doing the rope-a-dope the whole season, resting, letting Durant do his thing, letting Draymond do his thing. Letting, and, and, and in the first game, he was cracking people's ass, doing pop-a-shot shirt shots. Brought him back. Brought him back. Uh, the, the, the controversy over whether Zsa Pachulia was dirty or not, I will tell you, I was mud, filthy, dirty when I played basketball. If there was a corner to cut, if there was a, a, a point to cheat, 
if there was a call to make, if there was a way to fuck around, alter the score, frustrate, or potentially illegally uh, make a play during my basketball career. I did it all. I'm not saying Jaja Pachulia uh, went out of his way to exactly trip him and make him sprain his ankle, but he didn't go out of his way to not make it happen. Yeah, yeah. He put that foot there, and like like uh, Charles Barkley said, they outlawed that. Right. He raised the chances of Kawhi Leonard stepping on his foot. Right. It was a dirty play. You know what the fuck you were doing? Yeah, you got and, him out. And, and Zsa Pachulia, he looks like a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, not, he's not cute. He shouldn't get an award. No. You're not winning any, any, any best-looking guy award yeah. anywhere. You look like a fucking ape. Yeah, the ugly award if there's one. Yeah. The, the, on the June 26th at the NBA Awards, they're going to give him the, the fucking Cro-Magnon award. Yeah, but ugly. Yeah. We've talked about this man before. Uh, Antonio Cromartie. Oh. Mm. Former football player of the I don't know if he's signed with the team now. He's begging. He should be. He's uh wife is pregnant with his 14th kid. This man six with her. Six with her and then oh, like the, the other eight spread around the nation. This is not a stick man. Okay, people have been saying is is Antonio Cromartie a stick man? No, he's not a stick man. He's impressive because the man cannot be stopped. He had a he had a vasectomy. He got snipped. He had a vasectomy. He went through the whole process of getting a vasectomy. You may or may not have heard that I, too, have a vasectomy. Mm. The process is not a, it's not a big deal. I've had teeth cleanings that were more uncomfortable than getting the actual vasectomy. Real mm. talk. Right. Okay. But the fact that Antonio Cromartie had a vasectomy and he had twins and then like uh, two years later, a year and a half later, you you just you just don't have it. What's wrong with this fucking guy? Yo, he, yo, this dude's crazy, <laughs> man. This dude has fourteen kids. Jesus. Fourteen kids, Sully. At what point have you skeeted enough? I, I I don't I can't even fathom. Yo, the fact he had six kids with his one wife. You you know how much work that is. And then you gotta fly all over. You got a birthday every month. You got to fly here, there, and then you got to get them Jordans. What if this one, you can't get them? Yo, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Antonio? Trump is a billionaire. He has how many kids? Four? (laughs) Yo, he had eight kids with multiple different women before marrying his current wife, where they have six kids. Super dick. (laughs) Antonio Cromartie has super dick. He fucking he su- leapfrogged the su- septum. <laughs> super sperm. What? He's unbelievable. Um, but not a stick man. Not. But a stick I mean, man. if he's a responsible father, I, it, 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 see. There's been when we. I gotta say, since we were on the road, we, we have to say. I have to say this: the thing that people want to discuss the most is who's a stick man, what's a stick man. I told one gentleman, I believe it was Vancouver. He was had multiple questions about. Being a stick man, and I said, if you have to ask me this many goddamn questions, you're obviously not a stick man, sir. Yep. I said it respectfully yep. and humbly. Um, I wouldn't necessarily qualify Antonio Cromartie as a stick man based on this action. No. You got to give criteria. You can't be an irresponsible piece of shit. Right. And we're not saying he is. We're saying when you're slinging dick like that. <laughs> slinging dick. You have to be responsible. If you have 14 kids with one woman, <sighs> I know people in the South that have 12, and it's a family. They're together. You can take care of all of them. You know people in the South with 12 kids? Yeah, but when they're spread out through the nation, Fuck. you are neglecting some mm. of them. Yes. You just can't be in so many places at right. once. That withdrawal method don't be working all the time. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Ask Mr. Cromartie. Yo, yeah, it doesn't work it all doesn't the time. Work. You can get Ladies, the- don't don't be fooled, especially young women. Yeah, don't be fooled. You, this little young guy, you think he's all that? He's yeah. fine. He's this. He's yep. that. Yeah, that tingle is too much. Yeah, just one tip, I'll get you the drip. 
You say, oh, just the tip, and you get a little drip, and yep. you got fucking kids. That's for sure. Just the tip will get you that drip. That's for sure. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Let me hear some heat. We'll be right back. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress, an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. You could try a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you do not love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. With over 20,000 reviews online and an average of 4.8 stars, Casper is quickly becoming the Internet's most popular mattress. They have sheets. They have pillows. They even have doggy beds. Go to Casper.com. Save $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport. Try a Casper mattress 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Go to www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Bill Cosby mm. gave his first uh, interview to some weird radio station. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, adamant. He's claiming. Uh, well, they did uh, interviews with his daughter, too, at the Breakfast Club, and they said uh, uh, racism has played a part in his legacy being wiped off the slate. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm here to say, wait a minute. <laughs> Weren't you the same guy admonishing and, and talking down to black people about their names and the clothes they wear, and but these people, black people, and black Americans have had their identity stripped. So it's natural for them to try to come up with names that are unique to their he, experience. He was specific about the name Laquisha, Laquisha, Shaquana, uh, Shaniqua. He, he very he, just just lam- just lambasting them. He, right? he was on. So he sounded like it was like some David Duke shit. Right. So if it had been a white dude saying that. It will be over, right? So you're looking at your own people, not through your eyes, through someone else's eyes. Now you want to claim racism. When shit isn't sweet. But they have actual evidence of you doing shit. 50 people. All different shapes, sizes, and colors. Right, and all different colors. So I won't go and say... Some of those, some of those things were fr- frivolous. They've they've uh, dismissed some of them, but the one that you're going to trial for, you were in a deposition and you basically admitted giving her pills. So there's no, ra- I mean, racism. Of course there is, but now you go back to black people. Look what they're doing. Look what they did. It's racism. But these same black people, you were castigating. So. Yo, you got to fucking own up to it. You on, you on your own now. Right. Like OJ. Right. See, they try to come back to the black community, right, on some bullshit now when you need black people right. to be behind you. Right. But these are the same motherfuckers you were making fun of, their names, this and that. We're not Megan. We're not Jane. We're not that. Right. So when you hear these names, these are people who are unique in the world. So they try to come up with their own names because their identity have, has been stripped. Right. So fuck you, deal with the courts. <laughs> That's my soliloquy. To, to, to Bill Cosby? Yes. Your, your final statement to him is, fuck you, deal with the courts. <laughs> my man, Brad Pitt, he's getting ready to do uh, some press for his film, and now everybody is back on his dick. All the chicks and like, oh, like, of course, of course, some guy try to get in the way. Oh, look, Brad Pitt. He looks like a grandpa in oversized clothes. You, 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 you trying to, you trying to interfere with, with, because you, your, your wife is probably trying to, 
trying to step to him or loves him. Brad looks lean and mean, looks fantastic, hairline intact, jawline, chin intact, looking great, mm-hmm. doing press. This is a two-time sexiest man alive winner, long-time Hollywood heartthrob. Stick man before he got married. Oh man, he one was, of the best BPs. He, he was he was getting it in before he was famous. Mm. Now he's single. You know he he's, he he talk about being castrated and lamb lambasted. They fucked him in the press. <laughs> they fucked him in the press. He's yeah. doing the right thing. He he's handling it right though. So Brad Pitt is back. He's looking good. I'm looking forward to seeing his new film on Netflix, War Machine, Hollywood A lister. Uh, what else is popping off? Uh, oh, uh, you told me something about the Bill Simmons. Um, oh yeah, podcast. You was yeah. A- well, well, my man Bill Simmons, uh, as you may or may not have heard, <clears throat> he voted uh my Hamilton rant, which is really just a G Moody I Am Rapport Stereo podcast uh, rant. Staple. Yeah, it's a staple <laughs> about the overratedness and the unhip hopness of the musical. Hamilton, he voted it as the best rant. In 10 years, right? 10 years of his show. This is the great Bill Simmons. That's right. So many great guests. It was an honor. I, 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 I was actually honored that he considered that, that he even said that. Not surprising uh, to me. Not surprising. People want to people sit there and say that that, that that play is hip-hop and that it's dope. It's not. Yes. We've, we've covered that territory. And then I heard uh, the following week... Uh, Aziz and Zari on there talking about his new show, second season of the Emmy Award winning show, mm-hmm. Master of None, which is apparently very good. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few episodes of it. That uh, inspired uh, the last Aziz and Zari uh, rant that we did on this show here. Right. Comments. We were talking about him chasing only white girls, but he's, he's so racially provocative, yet you only see him chasing white girls. Where them Indian girls at? Yeah. They're beautiful, too. Second second season, first episode of Master of None. Yep. He's with a black girl. Woo! You're welcome. I think uh, you spurred that on. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but he was on there talking to Bill Simmons about, uh, he, he, you know, he sounds like he's, listen, his is sorry, he's talented, he's prolific. It's amazing that he's gone this far, sounding like he has a kazoo stuffed up his ass. He sounds like, he sounds like this. This is what he talks like. And everything talks like, <laughs> sounds like this. And he was in, on there talking to Bill Simmons about uh, being in the studio with Kanye and being in the studio with Jay-Z. And he was part of that Otis video. And he's like, well, these people, oh. they don't understand what these guys are like. And, and, and you know, Kanye, he's like an authority. Kanye, you know, before Kanye, uh, hip-hop tours were like this. And before Kanye, hip-hop tours were like that. Like he, like he, doesn't, even, he doesn't even know about the Fresh Fest. He doesn't know about the Rock the Bells tour. He doesn't know about the Run DMC tour. He doesn't even know about the Cash Money Millionaires tour. He doesn't know. He wasn't fucking with hip hop now. Ten years ago, he didn't know what hip hop was. No, now you're, you're now you're an authority all now of a sudden. You, now, now you're an authority on black culture. Right. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna kick him out of the culture. You, right you're now. kicking him out. I'm gonna kick this motherfucker out. You speak as though you're really down with this shit. You, you ain't down with this shit. You speak as though. You had Kane album, Long Live the Kane. Right. You speak as if, as though you're an authority on, on hip hop culture. Just because you know these newfangled motherfuckers out here now. Right. Get the fuck out of our culture. You don't know shit. So what? They put you in the studio and you're around. So you, you in there saying, oh, well, Jay-Z's put, put got this a, snare, put this snare right here. He ain't telling him shit. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He doesn't know what's going on in there. You don't know shit about this music, B. This shit comes from New York City, spread all over the world, and you didn't even like it 10 years ago. Right. Jennifer Anderson and these motherfuckers got you gassed up. <laughs> thinking you know. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm kicking you out of this shit, B. <laughs> Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, he go around them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you like the new Kanye? Yeah, was, yeah you know, I, I, I heard it before it came out, and then he, he actually said this on one song, but then he put it on another song. And Money, said, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> you, you're fired up there. Well, what else is crackalacking, man? We uh, we're dealing with so many different things going on in the country. Trump is wilding. 
Mm. As the great Eli Lake broke down mm. in the cold opening of the show, we needed Eli to come in here and break mm. it down. Mm-hmm. We tried to get the young shooter on this episode. I don't know where the, f- the shooter is. He might be skeeting. That's true. That's a good point. Usually when he doesn't answer his phone, he's late for the session. We tried to get him on the podcast. Hey, I give him a pass. If you're skeeting, continue to skeet. Okay. Um, what else you got for me, Gmo? Oh, you know, motherfuckers, they got a new thing now. It's new shit every day. Every day there's new things because you have to placate. Is that the right word? You have to placate. Placate? I think. Who cares? Everybody wants to be, they don't want to be associated with this group, but they want to be associated with that group, and they only want to do it when it works. Now. What's the new one you said? Motherfuckers is marrying them they self. What? <laughs> they are marrying them themselves. So you, Michael, Michael Rappaport would marry Michael Rappaport. Yeah, I want to be called married. It's polygamy. Yeah. Soligamy? Yeah. Soligamy where... You're not going to... Here, 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 Do you here. have a ceremony for this? Yeah. You're not going to treat yourself bad. You're going to love yourself. You're not going to be so hard on yourself. And you're going to have a ceremony with your family. And you're sitting there alone and the motherfucker marry you. Now, this is insanity. Yeah, this is crazy. This is insanity. This, this is the first in a long time of wigger plea. You act crazy. You do some dumb shit. You get the wigger plea. <laughs> We keeping our eyes open for them people wilding out. Wigger, please, is what we scream and shout. You better act right before we put your shit on blast. Do yourself a favor, try to have a little class. Like rapping, one ain't having it. So save yourself from the embarrassment. Think before you talk or just keep your mouth shut. Because this is I Am Rappaport and we don't give a what. So if you lose your cool, you get wigger, please. If you acting a fool, you get a wigger, please. If you wildin' like an idiot, wigger, please. If you acting all ignorant, you get a wigger, please. If you don't listen to this new shit, you get a wigger, please. And if you do something stupid, you get wigger, please. What the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? Wigger, please. Soligamy? And the press is complicit with this shit because yes, they try to, to dignify it. No, you have to because if you don't, then you'll get protested. If you don't accept everything, you're so judgmental. Why are you so judgmental? I'll take those Starbucks protesters. Yeah. I'll take them. You ain't doing shit. The black protesters is the motherfuckers you got to watch out for. You right. should get burnt the fuck down. Right. The Starbucks protesters are just going to have some coffee and uh, break a few bottles. Break a window. Oh, he fucking. Oh, it's lit. We broke a window in downtown L.A. We broke a Starbucks window. It's, it's really lit down here, guys. They're Snapchatting the protest. <laughs> it's really lit down here, guys. It's lit. So they had the NBA uh, laugh, uh, draft lottery. And of course, right. it didn't work out the way the way it could have for the Knicks. Nope. Uh, Lavar Ball, Alonzo uh, Ball is probably going to get picked up by the Celtics or the Lakers. They have the first pick. Celtics, Lakers, and then this team and that team. I don't even have the list. We're not fact checking, but the Knicks are number eight. Lavar Ball's brand in Boston. Forget it. Oh yeah, yo. Lavar Ball, Alonzo Ball. Listen, the- we 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 we've been through a lot in your, in, in my short <laughs> tenure with you guys. <laughs> You better hope you don't get picked by the Boston Celtics. Oh, man. LeVar Ball. You, you know what it is. Yeah, you know. They, they don't want anything to do with that bullshit out there. Yeah, man. And, and the Knicks sent my man Clyde Frazier to the thing, to the lottery. The, the, the elegant Hall of Famer Clyde. He had the fly suit on, as yep. he does. It would have been better served the Knicks if they had sent Aiello. Danny Aiello's uh, lottery response uh, we we have it. He called in. Uh, uh, they sent Clyde, but uh, apparently uh, uh, Aiello was nearby. And his friend. What's his friend name? Vinny. Vinny was there, too. What the fuck are we going to do now? We got the eighth fucking pick. The Philadelphia's. Who the fuck is there with the Philadelphia 76ers? Who's this big cocksucker? What the fuck do we got to do? What the fuck do we gotta do to get things right? First day lockup, Charlie Oakley. And now we got the eighth fucking pick. I can't fucking take it anymore, Vinny. Calm down, Vinny. I can't fucking calm down. What the fuck are we gonna do with the eighth pick? That's Danny Aiello. 
uh, from the uh, the draft lottery. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know what else is popping, man. Me and my man, Mr. Morris. Yes. Mr. The Great uh, Digital Manipulator. And, and we, just so we know, for the I Am Rappaport Stereo Pod, Podcast fans, the Rapper Pack. Yeah. If, if we single somebody else out and mention them, it doesn't mean we don't talk about how great our fans are all the time. All the time. Ask Mr. Morris. He was with us. We talk about you guys all the time. We love all the fans. There's no favoritisms. Word. Kill that noise, man. I hate pack-on-pack crime. Word. Everybody is valued. We appreciate the fans so much, especially the day ones, the new jacks, all of them. All of them. All of them. Now, me and Morris went to Alcatraz. I took a little boat ride around the fucking The prison. Yeah. You went in there? I didn't go in there. You know, the boat shit, took pictures, whatever. Yeah. Golden Gate Bridge. They got a gift shop. Marketing jail. So they have all the fucking, you could buy your little babies, the, the fucking pinstripe shit, all the bullshit. Got me thinking, Rikers Island is going to have a gift shop in 20 years. Oh. They market jail as if that's a good, that was a good place to be. Right. Rikers Island gift shop in 20 years. Watch. That, that, that I'll go with. Yeah. Yeah. I see a, uh, uh, somebody precious, I think her name is. Oh, that's from the the, the, <laughs> who? the girl precious Gabrielle Sibide. Yeah, the yeah. actress. She went into uh, she was in Paris. Some some uh, hoity toity shit. Right, Chanel Chanel store, and she said she was racially profiled. Right. So, I I, I have to I have to tell these I have to say this rap to who? Precious Gabrielle Sibide. Precious. Yeah, the girl, she's on Empire. What does it take? They said, oh, you don't, they, I think they told her, uh, oh, you, they sent her out of the store. They saw her and said, God damn. The 99 cent store is across the street. Let me tell y'all, what does it take for you to get it that these people don't want you in your, in their stores? What does it take for them to do they followed Oprah around. Damn. They told Oprah, you can't, aff- you can't afford this. They didn't know who she was Oprah. They don't give a fuck about no TV shows. These, these are really rich motherfuckers. These are extremely wealthy <laughs> motherfuckers. Right? They see you coming in there and they say that to you and you still go in there and spend $10,000 for a bag trying to buy your humanity? Fuck they bag. Go to another store. Right. God, it's, it's, it's a, yo, it's, it's bad. Yo, what does it take for them? For you to get it. Fuck it. 20000 for a bag. Right. And they following your ass around the store. Why don't you just walk out of the store? Keep your twenty grand. Right. Giving it to them and they just profiling you. Laughing when they, when they get that debit. You, that's dumb. Yeah. That's dumb. That's dumb, man. Now Stupid you, shit, man. You're right, man. You're right. Now, another thing. These barbarian statues that they're removing. Oh, yeah. In the South. Yes. It, it, give the backstory on that. Um, there's, there's, a, there's all sorts of old uh, statues of, of, of old slave owners <laughs> and people that they got statues long ago. They're taking them down. General this one. Uh, General, General fucking that one. Right, right. Robert Lee. I researched this fucking guy. This guy owned human beings. More than likely raped, killed countless defenseless black Americans. It's like they're Tom Brady uh-huh. of racism. So the state, America. He's the Tom Brady of racism. <laughs> so he has a bust. Right? This is basically a bust in some... What do you mean a bust? Like a head? No, it's like a statue. I call it a bust. Like, that's their Hall of Fame of racism. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, the state is realizing, like, like, we can't have this shit here. This is is not us now. Right. But those people, they have to remove these people in the dark of night. Right. Under under the federal troops. Right. Yo. Because the good old boys, they don't want to take the statues down. That's, that's, you lost the war, B. The South lost. 
These barbarians have to go down. Yeah. They're not what you think. No. They're rapists. And they own human beings and destroyed families. Yeah. And you want to alter to these motherfuckers? No. And they're going to replace them with slaves. The people that they brought in made slaves. Who created the wealth? Uh. They should have statues all over the fucking country. Uh. Not the barbarians who raped them. Get them <laughs> off. That's it. All right. <laughs> Listen, this is the I Am Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, uh, coming live and direct from the Gloom Tomb in Los Angeles. Uh, my name is Michael Rapport. I want to thank Eli Lake for the cold opening, the political information, the unofficial, official political correspondent of the I Am Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, all the fans. Yo, continue to vote on the tournament team. I got the team, the stick man. You heard the instructions. Yo. We're sharing the money. My team is going to win the tournament this year, and we're sharing the money. I broke it down before. Vote for the Stickmen. What better team name than the Stickmen? What's more appropriate for an Iron Rapport stereo podcast represented team? Michael Rapport, G Moody, yeah. last name rhymes with duty. No, G Moody. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. <laughs> Iron Rapport stereo podcast, we out. <laughs>